Tiffany. It is super great to have you on the show. Tell me a little bit about you. Hi, thank you for having me, Wendy. Uh, I am an artist and a graphic designer, mostly. I'm also a podcaster, the host of the Idaho Pun Slam. I kind of just do anything and everything my little heart desires, and <laughs> that's probably what I'm most known for, is just kind of, your show's called Whim, right? Right. <laughs> Perfect for me to be on here, because like I'm constantly just doing things on a whim. I'm like, I'm going to start a podcast on a whim. I'm going to start a pun slam on a whim. So it's just, that's kind of how I, how I fly. So that's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. So tell me a little bit about your little family. My little family. I have a lovely husband and a lovely four-year-old daughter. Uh, Danny and Henley, respectively, and we have all been cooped up in our little house. Um, so you have had an interesting career, you know, just, um, you know, some job stuff, and now you've moved more into the artist space. Um, tell me a little bit about that journey. What has that looked like for you? Yeah, I, uh, so I started off as a graphic designer. I've been doing graphic design since high school. And so when I went into college, I was like, well, I better get a degree in advertising because everybody wants to be the artist, but not everybody can be. <laughs> and I ended up just every project I was on or like a group project in college, they're like, okay, you're going to do the write-up, you're going to do the research, and Tiffany's going to do the graphic design. So <laughs> I found myself doing that all the time throughout college. And like, as I moved into the working world, that's the first job I ever got. And so for a long time, I, you know, I've been an artist my whole life. Um, just, I love doing projects. I love using new mediums and all that. But I had convinced myself that the only way I could get paid for being an artist was being a graphic designer. So it's like every step of the way I had some excuse as to why I could not just create the way I wanted to create and like live. <laughs> right. But now, now that I've really taken a step into just the art that I want to create, whether it's graphic design or otherwise, cause that's still an art. Um, I'm like, Oh, I can do anything. I can I can sell stuff with my art on it and people will buy it. And so I finally found a medium and a style that I really enjoy. And you're repping it right now, little cutie. <laughs> She's so cute. I love her with She's her so cute. feminine style, but her noble crap kind of connotation. Yeah. Just love it. I love it. It's so me. I had I knew the minute that I said <laughs> Facebook, I was like, I need that shirt. I have to have that shirt. I love it. I'm so glad people like it as much as I do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like now I'm making little cuties and along with, like I said, I have my hands in so many pies, but little cuties, these characters that, you know, you're wrapping on your shirt have really become my muse and it's it's so much fun. So I have a coloring book, I have shirts. I got to do a window painting for Tree Fort. I just recently got to draw a chalk little cutie for the cover of Idaho uh, Real Estate Magazine. And I I don't know, I, I'm excited to see where this art form takes me. Yeah, it's just getting yeah. started. 
Yeah, well, and, and it feels like it's just always been there. Um, you know, the the minute that I first started seeing it come out, I was like, oh, that's so Tiffany, you know, just knowing the I little know. I do about your personality, it just matches so perfectly. So it's fun to watch literally your personality come to life in these characters. It's so fun. Thank you. Thank you. I feel that for the first time. Like, you know, I like I said, I've created art my whole life, but I felt like a lot of times I'd be like, I want to create, but I don't know how to do it. Like, I don't know if I want to paint or if I want to draw or like I try to draw something and it's terrible because I can't draw photorealistically. And so finally, when I found like, oh, it can be the simple, like, this is fine. Then I was finally able to bring my personality into it because there wasn't all the inhibitions coming up. Totally. Totally, totally. Um, but I know that you said you're doing some stuff with Opal Theater and you've got the pun slam still going on or now back, you know, doing yeah. something different with, with different restrictions on on uh, being able to be in person in large groups. So tell me about those experiences you've got coming. Yeah, so the Idaho, we were, uh, so I was at the lounge at the end of the universe. Mm-hmm. It's this big event where people compete uh, saying their best puns it's like a night of dad jokes it's great it's competition and we were selling like 150 seats up until quarantine so now although the space is big there's no way we can fit 150 people in that space without or with social distancing restrictions so this is going to be a completely different experience for me. Instead of being an event MC, I'm basically going to be a game show host um, because we are not only having a limited like studio audience, so there's only going to be like 30 people in the audience, but we're also selling a virtual ticket. Uh, so I, I don't know. I'm excited to see how it's going to go and to just try to launch it with these new parameters and see what we can do. And then the other thing you mentioned was uh, Opal Theater Company, which is a nonprofit theater company here in Boise that my husband, he's the managing director, I'm the marketing director, and most recently they're producing a show, I think in September, and I get to be the props master, which is something I've never done before, but that's artistic and I'm ready to meet the challenge head on. So. <laughs> I'm really yeah, excited. It's so, it's so fun to be able to bring that creative side of your brain and put it into something new that you haven't done before. And, you know, it just, you know, it just tickles all those spidey senses and you're like, ooh, what what is possible? Yeah. Which, you know, on a day-to-day basis, we don't always get that opportunity. So you got to take it when it's there. Yeah, especially, so the show that we're doing, one of the props I have to manage and figure out how to make work is a butterfly flies onto the set and then, like, flies away. So I have to figure out how to puppeteer that without having a puppeteer with a, (laughs) you know, like, with a stick and a fishing line on stage. So that's, you know, that, that has to bring out the creativity and the inner engineer, I suppose, too. (laughs) Yeah of myself so that'll be so fun i can't wait to see what that's all about so on uh another note i also know you've got something uh working with uh our mutual friend brooke lacy on your podcast basics course 
Yeah, I'm super excited. We've been working on a starter course for people that want to start a podcast since, gosh, I, I think we started planning it in like October, November, mm-hmm. and it took us this whole time to finally be able to like sit down, do it, put it together and put it out in the world. Both Brooke and I have our own podcasts and we did it from nothing. Like we grassroots bootstrapping and but hopefully in a way where they don't have to like go through all the mistakes that we made and <laughs> get on the road to podcasting faster and easier. Right. Absolutely. And I think it's so, um, podcasting, you know, at least for me has been such an outlet for, um, for kind of getting out some of that collaboration, I think that I've been missing. Like I I started this even before quarantine. Um, but I know you can only go to so many events. You can only touch base with so many people. And while I am very outgoing, I am still an introvert. Um, in that I need to refuel by myself. So having an opportunity um, through a podcast to still be able to connect my people that I love and know and think are fabulous with other people out there has been amazing. Yeah, it's a great medium. Like it just, it doesn't even matter what your message is or your goal is. I mean, obviously those matter, but podcasting is a great avenue, no matter, like, no matter what you want to do, whether you just want to tell your story or interview guests or, like, do research and put it together and, yeah, or, like, movie reviews, you can do anything on a podcast, and that's (laughs) that's what I really love about it. (laughs) There's an audience for everything. Absolutely, and there are some seriously crazy shows out there. I mean, I was like, oh, oh. Okay, I never needed to know that. That's all right. That's all right. We're gonna work <laughs> You just have to take the good with the bad and go ah, to each their own. I love it. I love that people are brave enough to put something out there that they believe in. Like I don't yeah. even know what it is. Like use what you've got, what you believe in, what you want to say. Like just use your voice. That's how yeah. things change in this world. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You can edit this out if you need to, but one of the most interesting podcasts I've ever listened to was about how the industry of pornography has affected society, like, on different levels, and it it was just fascinating. It was just, like, a little six-part miniseries by John Ronson, who I believe is an author. Um, It's on Audible called The Butterfly Effect, but it... I, I was like, I now am telling everybody to go listen to a podcast about porn because right? <laughs> like I swear it's good. It's really good. I promise. <laughs> Definitely not editing that out because I totally <laughs> like there's just so much information out there. And we I mean it would take there's no way any of us can consume even a small portion of it in our lifetime. But I think it's a way to learn more about things you just don't know anything about, yeah. obviously take it all with a grain of salt because anyone can do it and, and can voice that information. But 
um, you know, for people that, that you already know or like or trust or, or whatever, you know, it's an opportunity to kind of dig in deeper because some of the conversations that are had on a show like this or on a podcast or whatever, um, those like we don't always have the time for those conversations. So we don't get to know the, these things about other people on a on a day to day basis. There just isn't the amount of time on the one on one. Um, so being able to to share it with more people is freaking awesome. Yeah, totally. Awesome. So um, obviously you are a go-getter, you're a doer, you get out there and try new things. What are some of your core habits or, um, you know, things that you do on a daily basis that help you keep that motivation up and keep moving forward? That's a great question. I actually had to answer something like this on a a podcast that I was a guest of a couple weeks ago and I was like, I don't really know, but I would say, so the routines that I have, I hardly do anything on a daily basis. I will say that, but on a weekly basis or every few days basis, one of my most important routines is cleaning my space. Mm. If my space is cluttered or just <laughs> uninhabitable, not really, <laughs> but, uh, mostly cluttered, I will lose motivation so fast to do anything else. So keeping my space clean and keeping like the laundry folded and whatever, especially while in quarantine where this is literally the only place I am at, um, that's become a really important routine for me to, to stay focused. And then I'd say another thing is, and again, this isn't so much a routine, I guess, but making sure I'm listening to my own self-care uh, cues because as an entrepreneur, it's so easy to kind of get down on yourself for the times that you're not working because you don't have to go into the office from seven to four every day. It's like you could be there all day and all night or not touch it at all and it's all the same place. So. Mm -hmm. Um, just recognizing when I do need to take a step back and realizing that it, it's okay to, to have down days where I'm like, I'm just going to spend time reading a book today or, you know, cause I, I don't know. I just trying to get out of the habit of working like Monday through Friday, this hour to this hour. And just realizing that as an entrepreneur, I can work when inspiration hits me. That's, that's been huge for me so well especially as an entrepreneur on the creator side for yeah. sure like you can't you cannot sit down and and this has happened for me and i'm not even on the creative side but i can't sit down and write a blog post if i don't feel like it like it yeah it's just garbage that comes out so you know you have to be able to take those opportunities and you know if i feel like i get started writing and i want like some other idea and i want to write and i want to write then i just allow myself to write for two hours yeah. because, because that's what is coming out you know if i say i'm writing every morning from nine to ten and i don't feel like writing exactly. anything, you're just wasting no. your hour every day <laughs> yeah <laughs> Absolutely. It makes a huge difference. Yes, I agree. So what are some of the, speaking of self-care, non-negotiables in your life? Things that are like, I don't, this is happening no matter what. Hmm. 
think waking up without an alarm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's when, uh, along with lear- or unlearning the the schedule of corporate, as I usually refer to it, I've had to learn to forgive myself for sleeping in because I realized I actually work better later in the day and into the evening rather than like, well, I don't know. I feel like when you're an entrepreneur, you hear all the time, like, oh, you're going to wake up at 5 a.m. and you're like getting ready to go and you're going to do this. And that's just not me. And so like for me, sleep is non-negotiable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I think that if, if whatever you're doing for business is at the expense of your self-care, that is no way to do business. So sleep is non-negotiable and then also spending time with my family. So I try to make a conscious effort to play with my daughter every day and to connect with my husband every day because for me, I'm... I kind of take after my mom and that she's kind of a workaholic and (laughs) I am too. And honestly, I could be fine working, (laughs) I'm sure like 12 plus hours by myself without interruption. Um, But you know, then the rest of my health suffers. So just making time for those personal things, I guess, is the non-negotiable for me. Right. Because I think as someone who's super, super driven and who likes to do different things, um, you know, I call myself a, like I am a, a buffet entrepreneur. Like I yes. need to I I need to do a lot of things for from a lot of different perspectives. I've, I've just got to. I remember um, me and my husband had this conversation once because I am that way. And he's very Steady Freddy, do 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 headed down the line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, can't you just do one thing? Um, and and it had honestly never crossed my mind that I maybe should or that that was an expectation <laughs> that another person would have on me. Um, so I tried it. I, um, I said, okay, fine. This one year, I'm just going to do this one thing. I'm not going to veer off the path. I'm going to do this one thing 100% and do it the best way that I can. Um, uh, at about the ninth month, um, I bought an RV. I moved to a, an a, a KOA. Um, like I, I literally lost my mind. I was so unsatisfied and so torn up on the inside. Wow being forced to, you know, feeling like I was forced to just do this one thing and constantly having to go, nope, course correct. Nope, course correct. Like, I felt like I was just trapped in this, yeah. in this dinghy out in the middle of all of this opportunity. Um, right. it, was, it was just kind of crazy. So I get that. I want to do a little bit of this and I want to do a little bit of that. Yeah. And, that's, and that's my entrepreneur buff of buffet. And that doesn't have to make sense to anyone else. No, exactly. I really love that phrase. I'm going to steal that from you because that's exactly how I do my thing too. And like something that I've had to really embrace is letting go of projects when they've run their course. So, Mm. so in 2017, which I don't know when I met you, was it that long ago? I thought it was. Probably probably about that time. Yeah. So in 2017, I had a t-shirt company called Idaho Proud and it was Idaho t-shirts. Okay, so I did that for about a year, and then I was like, all right, it's run its course, I'm done. Like, I just went on permanent hiatus and, you know, let the URLs expire and whatever. (laughs) And I was just ready to move on. And 
I think that in entrepreneurship, there's a lot of stigma around walking away from something because you don't want to look like a failure. Um, You don't want to look like you weren't committed enough to your idea. But all of that shame and all of that stigma, like you just have to let it go if your muse is pulling you somewhere else. So, you know, for example, me working on podcasting basics is kind of pulling me out of my own podcast, the Body Story podcast, and I'm having a hard time, like, admitting that, but I still feel like, because I still feel like there's a lot of value in that podcast, and I do want to continue it, but where my energy is, is just in, like, writing content for Podcasting Basics, or, you know, it's just elsewhere right now. Yeah, yeah. And I think that something like the Body Story podcast, uh, which is, you know, I think changed perspective for a whole lot of people um, and has had some seriously real value, uh, you know, it still has to come from a place of inspiration. It's just like we were talking about earlier. Like if you say, I have to do this because I've already started it, not I have to do this because I'm inspired to do it. Right. It doesn't come from the right kind of energy, so it won't have the right kind of impact. So exactly. you take a break, you take a break, and you always come back to it later. Um, yeah. This this whole notion that there are rules is dumb. Oh my gosh, so dumb. Yeah, I was at a training for the last four days. Today is Monday. Today's the day I'm supposed to wrap up editing on my videos, send it to the transcriptionist, like do everything so that it can come out on Wednesday. And I said, nope. I, I don't feel like it yep. this week. I just don't care. I have got, I've got, you know, I've got other things that I want to do. Yeah. I, I've got a suitcase full of dirty clothes. I like, I just, I just can't. And if I was to force it, it would, it would just be garbage. Yeah. And the thing that gets me through times like that, where I'm like, oh, well, I already said I was going to do this or people are expecting it to come out on Wednesday. I, I remind myself that, like, every time I watch a late night show and they're like, and we're off next week, like, that's the first time I'm hearing about it. Like, when they have an off week, th- I never hear about it until it's time for the off week. And so I try to keep that in mind when it comes to, like, releasing my episodes, for example. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, I said something was going to come out every Friday, but if two Fridays in a row, like, my editor's been sick for two weeks and, like, if I can't get an episode out, it's fine. I can just say like, hey, no new episode this week. Oh, that's it. Like, right. I don't owe anybody anything. So. Yes. <laughs> no one anything. <laughs> awesome. Um, so what are some of the things that you do? Because, you know, we even though we're, we're trying to, um, you know, make sure that we're listening to self-care, obviously entrepreneurship does does require some type of discipline um, yes. to stay focused. What, you know, how how do you drum up that discipline on a regular basis? Sometimes I don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it's mostly, um, I hate to bring it back to self-care, but realizing what I need in order to stay disciplined. So, for example, last week, I I was just like, I can't bring myself to work. I can't do it. And it was like three or four days where I was like, I just can't drum up the energy and the motivation. And really all it was was that 
I needed to eat a little better so I had the energy. So, you know, green foods, like in the diet, all, all of that stuff. So that really helped. And so when it comes down to discipline, though, like, I like having accountability partners. That really helps me out a lot. And so what that looks like in quarantine is just, you know, Zoom calls, like, every few days, I guess. Um, and, and rotating my workspace, that also helps. So if I find that I'm feeling not drawn to working or, like, you know, harnessing in that discipline, it's usually because I just need to, like, change my atmosphere and then start because as soon as I start something like I can get into it and power things out and be really disciplined it's just it's usually the starting that that I need to do so yeah just making sure I'm creating an environment where I want to start and then I can I love that it's it I mean I think that that's true for almost all of us entrepreneurs you know we just especially if we know that there's a big project and you know you know it's going to be valuable and you really want to do it <laughs> you're like the amount of work that this is about to take <laughs> is so overwhelming like uh do I really want to do this is that I know <laughs> that's when I usually like and that's why it's good to have so many different projects going on because if you don't want to work on that but you still want to be productive like you're like okay well i could write this thing or i can put this thing together or work for this client's project that that's what i like having it's like i have enough on my plate that i'm not overwhelmed but that i can pick and choose depending on where my inspiration is right now right so because <laughs> sometimes you want to be strategic sometimes you want to be creative and like you, you got to feel it out and got to right. play to your strengths in the moment. I absolutely agree. So out of all the things that you're working on, what's your favorite right now? Uh, it's so hard. It is very hard. I've been really enjoying um, it figuring out the marketing process behind things like podcasting basics or um, like my little cuties, that's a whole different thing. So like podcasting basics is a course and that, that marketing looks very different from like marketing a t-shirt or a coloring book. And so I don't know, I just really love like learning how to funnel this and what's a good upsell for that and how do you write the copy for this thing and I know that that's not everybody's cup of tea but for me it's just been it's been so fun to just dabble and learn and figure out how to optimize things yeah so. I totally get it it's, it's almost that kind of stuff for me is almost like a puzzle and I'm yeah. definitely a puzzle girl I'm like hmm me too. okay so if this piece goes with this piece and this creates this space hmm yes exactly you can do here <laughs> speaking of puzzles i'm gonna derail for a quick second to totally. say that during quarantine i did a thousand piece puzzle in 24 hours oh my gosh <laughs> a thousand talk about discipline <laughs> yes and it not only a thousand pieces but it was like one of those um picture mosaic puzzles oh. so teeny tiny screenshots mm. built up the whole thing I, yeah i and then i was like i think i have a problem a puzzle <laughs> like, problem <laughs> this, is, this is not good this is not good we had that, just, a piece puzzle on our table 
for the longest time and we got most of it done. We did most of it as a, you know, as a family, like our older kids uh, had come over and started it with us and stuff. Um, and then it got to where it was the only pieces left were sky. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. Like I'm done. I have zero interest in finishing this puzzle. Like I just don't, I literally don't care. <laughs> sky is the worst part of any puzzle for sure. I know. Terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> it's like I, I don't want to do it. So it has never been finished. That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. <laughs> I also didn't start another one. I'm like, well, if I'm not going to finish, I'm not going to start. So let's find something else to do. <laughs> I, when I was in college, I believe, if I remember correctly, I started a puzzle on Thanksgiving break. And I didn't finish it until Christmas break when I went home again. And my grandma made sure that the the incomplete puzzles stayed on the kitchen table for that whole month that I was not there. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> and you like, know, oh, I, Tiffany's coming back. She's <laughs> got to finish this. <laughs> and you know how I, I remember that is because all I had left was Sky. <laughs> oh, oh, bless your heart. Bless your heart. I think heart. I did get it done, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So if you had one piece of advice for a starting entrepreneur, what would that be? Whatever you think you need to do and whatever you want to do are the same thing. Like, <laughs> just throw out anything that feels not you, I think, is the the number one thing I would tell people, because I feel like when I started in my entrepreneurship journey, I was trying to fit a mold that I thought an entrepreneur looked like. Mm. And like I said earlier with the art stuff where it's like, oh, only, only graphic designers get paid for their art or only some people get to be a graphic designer. You know, I was making these excuses as to why I could not do something or why I needed to fit a mold that wasn't me. And I spent, you know, probably like four or five years getting to this point where I'm like, oh, I can be me in this endeavor completely. Um, and it doesn't matter that it's not like anything else anybody else is doing. So just let go of any preconceived notions of what you think you need to be doing and just do the things that you want to do. Um, and you know, if you're not a marketer and you don't know how to advertise your shit, sorry, can I say that? Your crap. Yes, you can say that. <laughs> <laughs> we swear on this show. Do you, do you see the word on my shirt? I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. You never fine. know. Um, but, you know, hire somebody to help you market because it doesn't matter what you do if nobody knows you're doing it. Mm. So, marketing, 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 and do whatever you want. Yeah, I, I, I tell all of my all of my coaching clients that come to me, I said, you know, you may be a plumber by trade, but I promise you that 80% of your business has to do with marketing. 20% of your business has to do with plumbing. It's just like, whether we like it or not, we live in a digital age and that's the way it runs nowadays. You literally have to have that piece. And while as a plumber, that's probably not your deal, that's fine. It doesn't ever have to be but you need to know enough about how marketing works to be able to hire the right people to get that message out so that you can have a thriving business. Yeah. 
And and be willing to hire the people. That's that's another thing I see a lot of is people are hesitant to buy into even like a Facebook ad or just a, a social media manager even. You know, those expenses seem extraneous and they seem, you know, maybe overpriced for what you're used to or whatever you're looking for. But it it's so worth it because marketing is the number one thing that is going to get you more money in your door. So I, I'm just passionate about it. <laughs> I, uh, I think I spend the majority of my working day on social media and I'm not just like mindlessly scrolling. I'm intentionally using it to, you know, sell my stuff to build relationships with people that, want to align with me in business and it it's worth it just yeah. find find the per if, like if that's not you find somebody that likes to do it because it's worth it for your business so absolutely absolutely because it goes back to the very core of your business your brand what you know how people see you it's just super 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 important yeah right Yes, absolutely. So where can everyone find you and your Moon Baby Arts? Well, they could go to moonbabyarts.com. That site is up and live, and that's kind of a catch-all for all of my little endeavors. So whether you're looking for the Pun Slam or the Body Story Podcast or getting some graphic design work done, you'll find it all on one page, and it's all right there. Um and you'll see me most often on Instagram at Body Story Podcast. That's where I kind of post my most inner workings as well as, you know, important body positive stuff. So those are the places I dwell most often. That's awesome. Awesome. And my last question, how do you give back? Oh, boy. Oh, man. I give back through... I donate to a lot of theater companies here in the Valley because I believe theater, performing arts, artists in general need that support more than ever, especially right now. I, uh, I also, I, I don't know, I feel like I do a lot of different things on, on like an individual level. So, yeah. um, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to think, you'll have to probably like cut this I part. I know. Well, this is this is one of those questions that I find so so fascinating because I, it it does a couple of different things depending on who you are. Either it makes you uncomfortable because you don't donate in the traditional sense, right. or you know, or you're like, oh my gosh, there, you know, I did this for this person or this for th like. There's so many different ways that people give back, and I think it's an important question to ask so that you know or you can start thinking about that in a different yeah. way. You know, I don't necessarily donate money. Um, right. Sometimes I don't even donate time. But this show right here, that, this makes me zero money. Zero. Right. But I feel like, I, and I have felt like a really, for a really long time, that I wanted to share the fascinating people I have met along my journey yeah. with so many more people than just the one-on-one, -on -one, hey, have you met Tiffany Eller? Um, you know, I, I wanted to be able to say, hey, everyone, have you met Tiffany Eller? Because check out what she's capable of doing, you know? So I don't think that it has to be about money. I don't think it has to be yeah. about time even. I think that it has to do with 
How are you sharing goodness with others in an effort to I love that. make them better? I love that. Okay, and when you put it that way, I have a much better answer too. Okay. So I, do, I do give back monetarily to like nonprofits, like theater companies, but like you said, like I do my podcast so that I can give other people a platform to tell their body stories because I think there's one catharsis and sharing your own story, but two opportunity for the listeners to really find their own way through their own body stories. And I, I try very, very hard to be as vulnerable as I can in the way that I appear publicly on social media, because I believe that the more vulnerable we can be, the better we do as a society and the more we can empathize and start to address a lot of different social issues in our, you know, in our society and in our communities. Um, so vulnerability, just being my true authentic self is probably one of the most important things I can do for others because through that, I hope to give others permission that may have never gotten it before to be their authentic selves and go change the world in their own unique way. Yes. And that is how you give back. Literally right there. Exactly like that. Showing others that they have another way to be authentic, to be genuine, to be accepting of themselves so that they can go out and shine their light. Like that's literally all that life is. Ah! It just gets me so excited. Gets me so excited. Me too. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me today. Someday we'll get to meet in person and hug again. I just know it. (laughs) Yes. But until then, I appreciate you coming on the My Wim Life Show and I'm sure we will speak again soon. Thank you so much for having me, Wendy. This was a blast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the My Wim Life Show today. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a moment of the goodness.